Hello and welcome to the Oi Let's Talk podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Gemma. Two friends talking fitness, mindset, business and everything else in between. We really mean everything. Expect banter, education and organised chaos. Your new podcast besties. Welcome back to another episode of Oi Let's Talk. Today we are graced with Roger from A Healthy Shift speaking all things shift work. Take it away, Roger. Thanks very much, Gemma. I'm, I've got to tell you, I am just absolutely so humble to be in this female space, like this female <laughs> so space, um, to be invited as a guy. I love my female clients. Mm. In fact, all my, all my clients bar one are female and I just love my ladies so much. So to be invited onto here to talk in this space is, I'm very honoured. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, you for, for taking the yeah, time. Thanks for accepting. I think that Roger's our first male, male. speaker. I'm even more humble. Yeah, yeah. I'm even more humble. I'm I love it. I'm honestly G'd up. We're going to talk about some great stuff today. Fantastic. Tell us all about um, what you're about and your background and why you're so passionate about coaching people that are shift workers. Um, well, I've been a shift worker now for almost four decades, so for uh, 40 years. Um, I started in law enforcement when I was 20 years of age, so you can work out roughly how old I am. <laughs> all right, I'm 59. I'll give it up, all right? Um, so I, I've been working in shift work, and at 56, um, after I'd done about 36 years in shift work, I identified massive problems in the shift work community because no one gets any, any training at all as to how to go about doing shift work. And I'd gone through my own transformation and done my own work around it, and I thought... There's something in this. I really, really want to be able to help shift workers because I was watching people just, their health really deteriorating. So what I did was I then had a conversation with um, what ended up becoming my mentor, Martin McDonald from um, Make Nutrition Uni. And Martin said to me, um, I asked him, what can we do about shift work? You know, is your school, would your school be a good school to come to for nutrition? And he goes, oh, I've got the best advice ever for a shift worker. Um, and I said, oh, yeah, what's that? And he said, yeah, just don't do shift work. So I argued with him and I told him that, well, what are people supposed to do about... I mean, you flew on a plane from the UK here. Who do you think flew the plane? Who do you think served you on the plane? Who do you put your bags on the plane? We forget how many shift workers there are in the community. And, in fact, there's two million just in Australia, shift workers. I was going to say, a lot of people, majority of people in like a nine to five job would be doing shift work. They are now. Not a nine to five. No, but I mean our 20, 20, we as a society now demand 24 seven. Like, you know, Kate, when you tap those keys and you put something in your Amazon cart, you want it the next day or the day before that. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And that doesn't happen by people sleeping overnight. So what I did was I went back and I studied nutrition, which was brutal at 56, but I, um, I did that, I could not more highly recommend it to anybody as a transition into retirement for me. I just absolutely love it. Mm. I, I love doing what I'm doing. I now coach shift workers one-to-one, but um, I now combine what I'm learning about uh, chrononutrition, which is the timing of nutrition and the impact that it has on our body biologically with um, what I know about a 24-7 shift working environment. It's one thing to study uh, shift work. It's one thing to live with a shift worker. It's another thing to be a shift worker and to actually know and understand how to apply the science into our um, 
our 24-7 environment makes a big difference. What have you seen as some of the um, overarching themes that shift workers are struggling with when they come to, you know, going from, say, studying to now working full-time? What are the overarching things that keep coming up that they're needing help with? Uh, with without any doubt whatsoever, the biggest mistake that shift workers make is their meal timing. And so I assist people with meal timing. And I think working with shift workers around that sort of thing really helps them because of the impact that it actually has on us biologically. Because we have, you know, we all know proteins, carbohydrates and fats, but when should we be putting those in optimally? The rules are different for shift workers. Like, you know, you coach um, ladies, you coach you know, ladies in relation to their, um, you know, macros and training and everything else. But the rules go out the window when it comes to shift working um, because metabolically we are very, very different overnight in relation to how we need to meal time, what we need to do, how we need to go about it. Mm. And I think what happens there is I help people with that. I also take the pressure off shift workers because um, I think the worst thing for a shift worker, without doubt, is every day they put a uniform on that reminds them of putting on weight every day that they have to squeeze into a uniform. And I help ladies with body image issues in a big way so that um, get another size uniform. Mm. Take the pressure off yourself. Like it's not letting yourself go. It's taking that constant reminder out of what you're actually doing so that you can feel a lot better about yourself. And then those habits change. It changes your mindset around all of that. What are your recommendations with meal timing for a night shift worker? Okay, so let's just go through a person working a night shift. So what I do is if we start at around about, um, so going into the night shift, you get up early on the day before you go into night shift and you spend the whole day. So you get your early light. Circadian alignment is yes. really important, really important. We must get daylight. People underestimate, like we're sitting here under these lights, they're not enough and we need daylight because our circadian rhythm relies on that and we want to get into our night shift and we want to get out of our night shift as quickly as we possibly can, right? With minimal disruption to our circadian rhythm. So what I do is I recommend that everyone eats at normal nine to five meal times, breakfast time, lunch time, and dinner time, protein, carbs, and fats. And it's important that we put majority of our calories in prior to three o'clock, if we can, 3 p.m., that is. So the earlier part of the day, because we're showing now that it's got a much better biological impact um, for us. Not so much on weight loss, but a much better um, Nutrient impact. absorption. Nutrient yeah. absorption, yeah. Our body is prepared to actually absorb that, those nutrients earlier in the day. And as we get later in the day, so it gets worse and worse for us with our glucose tolerance. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that people are eating at that normal time. So have a dinner with your family at around six o'clock, and then what I ask people to do, go to work, have a lighter snack or a bigger meal at around about nine o'clock, and then we fast from 9 p.m. until 6 a.m. So now, what time, sorry, just to mm -hmm. cut you off for anyone that's listening that potentially isn't a shift worker, have never yep. worked shift work, yep. what time does a usual night shift start? A usual night shift for a lot of people, like it's all very different. Mm. Um, Night shift is deemed to be any two hours. If you're working two hours between 11 p.m. at night and 6 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, okay. So if you were to start at 4 a.m. in the morning 
and you're doing two hours before six, you're actually deemed a night shift worker, yeah. certainly a shift worker anyway. And shift work is actually defined as anyone working outside of the regular nine, nine to, to five. five. Regularly, not yeah. just, oh, i got overtime or something like that. So have your meal, go into the night and fast. Particularly females need to fast more. Mm. Females are very biologically challenged when it comes to working night shift. In fact, they're biologically challenged full stop. Uh, so what we want to try and do is women in particular really suffer with gas bloating and digestive issues when they're working night shift. Mm. And there's a reason for that. And the reason for that is because their um, uh, stomach is less acidic and it also empties slower. They also have a uh, longer digestive tract. Um, their uh, small intestine is actually 30 centimetres longer than in a male. And we also have a longer colon in a female and the female colon is actually occupying the same space as the female reproductive organs as well, which as we know, are highly agitated for at least a week of the month, yeah. possibly yeah. two weeks of the month as well. So what we're doing is we're actually competing for space in there yeah. and with them both agitated and rubbing up against each other, that causes females massive problems. So how do we combat that? And we combat that with high hydration overnight. Low caffeine, so fasting to give the digestive tract a chance to actually empty. And then what we do is we then have, we cut our caffeine at midnight and we go high hydration. And where people think, oh, but I get hungry, you know, the signals are very confused between hydration and hunger. They come from the same place in the brain. Mm. So we want to make sure that we have a really good drink of water and 90% of the time you'll find that that will solve your hunger issues, particularly overnight. Yeah. So there's a problem there. And sorry, just quickly, yeah. I always cut you off. No, no, I think we, we're, we've we're got the, the same, same brain, brain. Same that's brain. right. Yeah. When we think to the first meal that you're having before you start your night shift and you're going to start fasting, yes. what does that plate look like? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good question because I would have a meal that's high in proteins, carbs and fats. Remember, yeah. fats are high energy for us and uh, protein is so important for us overnight because it assists us with satiety as well and so mm. does fats. Um, but we want carbohydrate in there, but we want like complex carbs. We want good carbs that keep us feeling full for a good period of time to make sure that we are satiated overnight. You know, as you know, people make mistakes by having those snacks those highly processed chocolate yeah. that gives us our, you know, those uh, hunger hormones, ghrelin and leptin, play really funny games with us overnight. Um, the, you know, we crave those highly palatable carbohydrates and fats, a la chips, chocolates, lollies, and Jenny's cake. It's Jenny's cake's always <laughs> a problem. Damn Jenny, she always brings that cake in and causes us drama. But yeah. I was just going to say, for our listeners who aren't up with um, what's a good carb, what's a complex carb, what are your recommendations when you say a good carb? Yeah, uh, a good carb would be vegetables. Yeah. Just mm. any vegetables and just putting those vegetables together. And let's not forget the humble potato. Like, for God's sake, everyone forgets the poor potato. It sits there going, what about me? What about me? My favourite vegetable, a potato. You can eat them in so many different ways. So many. And potato is... I mean, why do we demonise a potato? It literally sits at the highest on the satiety, satiety index. index. Yeah. So why don't we have potatoes sitting there on everybody's plate? So let's have some potatoes, some good vegetables, and put those in because we're going to get all those nutrients um, overnight going through our system, which is going to help to bulletproof our immune system as well mm. because our immune system is compromised as a shift worker. 
through circadian uh, misalignment as well. So we want to make sure that we've got all those good nutrients going in yeah. as well. So yeah, we are team potato on this podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm team potato. <laughs> and if you don't like potatoes, please stop listening. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. I, I can't understand why people demonise potatoes so much. Oh. Um, it, and you don't need much and it fills you up and it's fantastic for yes, you. I love absolutely. it. absolutely. Yeah, very good. I had a question. So post um, night shifts, so we're fasted from 12 to 6 as you recommended. Yep. And then before bed, are you saying just go to bed fasted? No, no that's when we have something to eat. Yes. Now, what I would do as well is it takes time to learn how to fast overnight. From 9pm until 6am is a long time. Mm. So what about if we give ourselves something to look forward to, a little treat at around about 3 to 4am? Because we all know that work shift work at 5am in the morning, that's when it hits us hard, like really hard. If I don't get something to eat soon, I'm going to start chewing my arm, right? <laughs> so what we want to do is we want to put something like, and something ideal would be like a Yopro yogurt with a handful of blueberries into it as well. Mm. And what happens is the protein that we get from the yogurt and also um, it, it, the protein keeps us feeling fuller, longer. But the blueberries, apart from being excellent for our brain at the same time, are also a carbohydrate that actually slows down the oxidisation of the protein, keeps us feeling fuller for longer. And that's what we want. And it's also such a great sweet treat. Everyone loves a Yopro yeah. yogurt with oh, some yeah. berries in it. So let's have th that to look forward to. Because if you think you've got to fast from nine until six, at one minute past nine, you are starving. Absolutely. Because you know it's you've the got nothing. It's forefront on <laughs> yeah. your brain. Yeah. Absolutely. You're yeah, thinking, you know. when is my next meal? Yeah. So we go from nine till three. Yeah, have, have a little tiny have little snack. snack. Yep. Perfect. Or even just a highly blitzed vegetable soup or something that we want something that just slips through the system that the, the body doesn't have to really digest hard. Yeah. Not too quickly though. Sorry, right? I had a terrible <laughs> You had that I'm vision? So sorry, that was so <laughs> did I. I couldn't handle it. A highly blitzed So then soup. after yeah. 3 a.m., we yeah, move so into. Yeah, that finished. will tie us over until we get home. Yeah. What we want to do when we get home then is we want to have ourselves. I, I favour protein, but we want to have a small protein and carbohydrate meal. Yeah. Now, the reason being is because carbohydrates help us to sleep, they help us to go to sleep, and the protein keeps us feeling full to help us to sleep really well over the night, over the, during the day, because a lot of people struggle with sleeping during the day, mm. for the obvious reason. It's completely out of sync Circadian with what we rhythm. should be doing. Yeah. You know? But if we have carbohydrate, and everyone knows when you have a heavy carb meal, all you want to do is sit on the couch with your food baby and sleep. Yeah. And the protein keeps us satiated and also preserves that lean muscle for us as well. Mm. And while we're sleeping, it provides all those amino acids for our body to rebuild what it needs to rebuild. So we have that, then we have our shower, then we have our, get ourselves sorted, we go through our sleep hygiene, our routine to get ourselves to sleep we can't just go home, eat, climb into bed, scroll on our phone, roll over and expect ourselves to go straight to sleep because we just don't. Mm. What's your sleep hygiene routine? Well, on the way, first of all, on my way home from night shift, I look like Bono because I wear yellow lens blue light blockers. Blue light, yeah. I do actually find them exceptionally good and I leave those on all the time until I put my sleep mask on. Yeah. So I wear the, the blue light blockers, the yellow ones, not not the ones, the clear ones, the yellow ones, because they take all blue light out. It makes the traffic lights look a bit funky on the way home. <laughs> the green without blue in it is a real psychedelic green, trust me. But as you're driving home, um, 
you're not supposed to wear them driving home. But anyway, we wear those driving home. Um, we look like a, an absolute rock star driving <laughs> home next to everybody. And then um, we get home and we have our, have our food and then we have our shower, hot shower, because we want to heat the body extremities. Mm. And then what we want to do is we want to go through. Now, ladies, as you're taking your makeup off or your face off and putting your night creams on, those smells are starting to trigger your brain that this is our routine to go to bed. Yeah. So as you're putting your night creams on, your eye creams, you know, or guys, if there's guys that do that as well, I'm sure. Um, but as we go through all of that, so it actually is triggering our brain. A spray of lavender onto our pillow as well. Lavender triggers um, rest and sleep Relaxing, in our brain yeah. as well. And also it's part of a routine and you leave your phone on the goddamn kitchen bench. You don't yeah. take it into mm. your bedroom with no you. Screens. No screens. This is what screens. I always, like I know that this is obviously not shift work related, mm. but whenever I talk to a client who's struggling to go to sleep, yep. I always say no screens, including iPads, TVs, iPhones, anything, yes. one hour before you yep. want to be asleep. I, I totally agree. Couldn't agree more. And the reason being is, let's, and I, I can actually debunk what they tell us in relation to blue light. I mean, blue light does inhibit melatonin production. Mm. There's no doubt about it. But it's been shown that it only really inhibits our sleep by about seven minutes, right? So we look at that and we think, well, it's not really worth stopping, but it's what we're absorbing. We are looking at Central images. We're looking at mm. things, stresses. We check yeah. an email from work. No good email comes late at night from work, right? And we also are looking at everybody else off on their holidays, enjoying their life, and we're in this. Yeah, it's a stimulus. To I, yeah. It's a mass. And it's how much time goes by when you start scrolling, like, honestly. Yeah. I always look at it like you are almost like heightening your central nervous Absolutely. system. Absolutely. Yep. So you're sitting there, you're scrolling, you're looking at this girl's bikini and then yep. all of a sudden you're on the bikini website. Exactly. Yeah. Then the size is sold out. So then all of a sudden you're Googling where you can Stress. get another one that looks the same. And then it's this never ending cycle exactly. and three hours has passed we by. We just go down rabbit holes. Yeah. And then three hours later, and you're, if you're on night shift, and you finish work at seven o'clock and you've driven home. Those three hours are so crucial. Yeah, you need to go, oh, that's another thing. Straight home, straight to bed, no training. Yeah, and Jim, it, that's what I was going to ask you. Yep. How do you work with women in particular who yep. obviously, okay, we've got our nutrition down pat. We know our yep. fasting, we're doing yep. our protein intake, yep. we got it all. Now, what are we doing training-wise? Right, we finish work, we go straight home, sleep must be a priority. Because, I'll just be clear with people, anyone that goes home, anyone that goes to the gym on the way home and is training is an actual waste of time. Yeah. Right, because your your body is highly stressed. Even though you don't realise your body is highly stressed because our circadian rhythm is actually producing cortisol at that time. We are insulin resistant. Why would you go and stress an already stressed body? You are defeating the purpose because you are not going to be able to cash in on those adaptations from training at all. And we don't want that problem. Go straight home, get that good restorative sleep Training on the way home also stimulates our central nervous system again. Yeah. And the potential there, and who's taking pre-workout? Yeah. And then going home and then I can't sleep, or no, oh, no, pre-workout doesn't affect me, I can go to sleep, no problems. 13.2 hours it impacts on sleep, pre-workout. 217 milligrams of caffeine in a pre-workout will impact on subsequent sleep for 13 hours. Mm -hmm. And that's bad, right? And also, um, we're wasting our time. Go home, get that good restorative sleep. Do a breath work on the way home. Just focus on the breath. 
wind yourself down. You don't want to be listening to Dufthorff music on the way home. Um, if you have yellow, trouble staying not awake, with your put your glasses. hair in. Sorry? Not, not with your, your yellow, yellow glasses, glasses on? No. <laughs> no, you want to be listening to the piano music. And if you have trouble staying awake, get your ponytail, put it through the sunroof. So as your head drops off, it pulls your hair. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It works. We've heard it all, haven't we? <laughs> Um, what are your, so in an ideal world, we're obviously, as you've said, we're not training after our night shift. In an ideal world, what are your recommendations for women in particular, our client base, yes. shift workers, when should they be training? Yeah, yeah, train when you get up, as you normally would, train yeah. when, you, when you would get up. So to be training in the afternoon. The key for that, and what's really good about that is, our circadian rhythm has us hitting our PBs between about 3.30 and about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. That's when our cardiovascular system is optimal and that's when we are really functioning. Now, you might also get people that tell you, oh, no, I can't train because I feel awful at that stage. Shift workers have very, very elevated triglycerides in their system, right? Purely by the role of doing um, shift work because our body elevates triglycerides, which is fat in our bloodstream. And then what happens is we end up having, um, uh, with those, we need to burn those out. Plus, you know, no one can help themselves. They've got to eat their chocolates and lollies and have a donut and things like that. They can't help yeah. themselves, right? And it elevates even further. So what we want to do is we want to reduce those triglycerides because they are going to get parked as body fat. End of story. Because there's nowhere for them to go and we're not burning them. So I recommend that people go to the gym, jump on a bike and do a list session at 65% mm. of their maximum heart rate. If you don't think you're doing anything doing your list session, you are kidding yourself. By getting on a bike and pedalling at 65% of your maximum heart rate, what happens is it's burning just fat out of your bloodstream. That's all it's doing. It's what they call the fat burning zone, mm. but it's not burning body fat. It's just burning the fat out of your bloodstream. You can hold a conversation with your girlfriend on the phone, or you can actually watch your favourite show on Netflix um, while you're doing it. It's not stressful. But you will find that if you can hold that within about three or four beats of your 65%, what will happen is it will only burn the fat as fuel. That's all it will burn. And you will come off the bike, you'll feel amazing. For 30 mm. minutes, that's all you've got to do because it will have just burnt all that rubbish and that stress out of your system. Yeah. Not stimulating your central nervous system. You can go home, you can have yourself a nap again before you go to work or something like that. Um, and we need to burn that out because the research shows that we have elevated triglycerides for at least 48 hours after we finish our last night shift. That's going to your hips, ladies. That's where it's going. So let's burn it out so yeah. it doesn't. So, so what about if you're a gym, a weight, a gym a lifting, a resistance yeah, yeah. trainer, a weightlifting girly, mm. which is most of our clients, most of mm. our yeah. clients, yeah. would you recommend doing any sort of resistance, resistance, resistance training after night shift, like waking up the next day? Yeah, well, if you feel like it, I yeah. would encourage it. Yeah. Some people count on it. You know what I mean? Every case is different. But I would hate to think that there's someone out there that's listening now that thinks, oh, Kate said I've got to train five days a week, so I've got to train every day, even though I'm on night shift. No. Yeah. And I would love, and that's what I'm going to do, is I'm putting a course together to educate PTs, yeah. to show PTs. You've got to have a bit of empathy and understanding with shift workers because... It's, the rules are out the window when it comes to mm. shift workers. They've got to learn that bit of empathy, bit of understanding. Okay, so you can't resistance train. Don't tr just back off. It's a really good deload week. Mm. If you're on night shift for a week, deload. Just instead of picking up 20 kilo dumbbells and doing lunges, 
just pick up five kilo or yeah. ten. You're still doing them. See, I always tell my clients, so I work with a lot of uh, shift workers, like mm -hmm. nurses, yep. midwives, etc. And I always say, do what you feel like you can. It's not the week to be hitting. Usually the girls that I work with, they do like two or three nights in a row of shift yes. work, something yes. like that. I'm yes. assuming that's the norm. I've yep. never done shift work in my life. Yep. Um, but I always say, do what you can. It's not the week to be chasing PBs in no. the gym, going really heavy, aiming for any sort of like no. massive goal. It's just get in, move your body, do something that feels good for you, for your mind, and make yes. sure you're prioritizing nutrition and sleep. Exactly right. Yep. Especially for females. Hormonally, they're all over the place mm. as well. Plus we're coming out of night shift, which has caused a conflict in our system with the hormone, the natural hormones. Like the infradian rhythm counts on a synchronized circadian rhythm as well. So we want to make sure that the circadian rhythm, the circadian rhythm being disrupted, it's going to disrupt your infradian rhythm at the same time as well. So we need to make sure that we're putting the minimum amount of stress on our system that we can. Yeah. I'd also say that if you were a shift worker and maybe you're um, preemptive or a bit worried about wanting to start weight training or even just doing listed gym because you think that you have to do it five days a week. I just want to touch on the fact that I think we can all mutually agree here that doing something is going to be good for you and you don't have to overdo it. Be empathetic to yourself during that time mm. and do something that's sustainable, something that you look forward to and enjoy but doesn't provide a massive stressor because you feel like if you're not smashing six sessions, you're a failure. Spot I, on, Jim. Yeah. That's right. And also... If you set your expectation as three days yeah. a week to do three less list sessions in your night shift week, if you can do three list sessions in your night shift week and nail those, how accomplished do you feel? Exactly. Whereas if Gemma sends you five and you're on a week of night shift and you only get three sessions, you feel like a complete failure. You're already setting yourself up for failure. Exactly, exactly right. So be realistic. I'm going into night shift. The day to train is the day that you're going into your night shift. That's a really good day to train. So you mm. can get up early, get that early light, go and train, really hit it and hit it hard that day. And then have a little nap before you go to bed, uh, before you go to work. Just a 30 minute or 90 minute nap before you go to work. Go to work, work overnight, go straight home, go to bed and then get up and just go and do a lift session. If you feel like lifting, drop your weights right back. It's still resistance, even if you're holding your kilograms. Absolutely. It's still resistance on your system. Your muscle's not going to disappear yeah. over a few days. I and love that. But yeah. if you feel like lifting heavy, lift heavy. Like, there's no exactly. hard and fast no, yeah. Exactly It's good right. that you've showed up. But be very careful. You could risk injury in a big way. Because yeah. you've got to remember, everything's out of sync. So you could really risk injury. So you've got to be super careful. Don't. If you feel strong, go in and be strong. Yeah. But if you don't feel strong, don't, don't go in and it. try and be strong because yeah. you, you will have an injury. You guys, you shift workers are doing God's work, can I say? Yeah. Yeah. And all the listeners that are listening, because I have never done shift work in my life, yeah. but I can only imagine how hard it would be with everything. Just even organising your routine, going into a night shift, it disrupting your week. Like, if I am not in bed and asleep by 9 o'clock every yep. night, yep. the next day I am a devil. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like I, yeah, you guys are So incredible. you imagine running, doing that, like you can't, right? That, that's you, but you're lucky because you've been set in that routine. But imagine having that completely disrupted and being in the luteal phase of your cycle oh, at the same so time hard. when you want to stab someone in the head yeah. with a, you know, ice pick, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, Literally. and I mean, that's the book that we don't understand as males, but mm. you want to stab someone in the head, your hormones, your ghrelin and lectin <laughs> are all out of balance. Everything's oh. out of balance. 
and you're doing night shift yeah. and you're expected to turn up and smile at people in the middle of the yeah, night. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's hard. I have a question as well because I have a few friends that are studying and are going to become shift workers and I don't know the exact statistics, so I'd love you to brush me up on yep. it, but I've heard yeah. that there is a lower life expectancy for Correct. shift workers. Mm. Can you touch on that as well as some of the other statistics <coughs> around the impact of night shift? Right, that's a fantastic question, Gemma, because I, what people don't understand is the impact that shift work has, that we, if you don't have someone to guide you, to help you around minimal circadian disruption, metabolic syndrome is very real for yeah. shift workers. And metabolic syndrome is a combination of a whole heap of things. Cardiovascular disease is one. Stroke, heart attack, I was just listening to a podcast just before in relation to Alzheimer's for yeah. um, shift workers, purely because we're not prioritising sleep, purely because and we are not health. prioritising nutrition. Mental health. Mental health is horrendous. Yeah. Anyone that suffers, anyone that does has circadian misalignment ends up having big problems with their um, sleep and anyone that suffers from poor sleep suffers from poor mental health. health yeah. It's a it's, it's a two-way axis, right? Yeah. But what we've got to do, and, and diabetes, type 2 diabetes that, that is brought on. Once you cross the Jordan and you've got type 2 diabetes, you don't just go, oh, I can fix that and go back. It's not, yeah. There's no going it's back. It's for life, yeah. It's for life. And you're facing amputations and things like mm. that as well. So let's, let's be realistic here on shift work. It is really brutal. And we need to make sure that we have Prioritize. people who are educated in that area how to time your food. Do you think that, because this is very interesting, right? Like obviously night shift and the detrimental health effects that it can have on our yes. bodies, is a, it's a serious topic, right? Very. But do you feel like not a lot of people are educated or there's not a lot of people like yourself for say, who are actually educated in helping people combat night shift? I've been in this space now for um, three and a half years. I'm the only person, I only know of one other person who is a shift working nurse that's certified mm. um, and um, she's not even practising in this space at all. I'm the only person I know that is a current shift working shift worker that is educated in that area. There's plenty of, that's worldwide, that's not just here in Melbourne, that's worldwide. And that's why um, people lean on me a lot to get information out of it because I evidence-based so I can read the research mm. and apply it but I a lot of research is done by people who are not doing shift work yeah. or yeah. they're doing they're just putting people they just grab um, they would grab Kate and Gemma off the street and say right we're gonna keep you up all night tonight and simulate shift work it doesn't work that way so why do you feel like nobody takes this seriously this is the this is a, a really really uh, I think because it's something that you can't see yeah. and I think there's got to be an obligation by employers and I'm I think now because of our shift working society or and our demands on a shift working society we actually need to get into the health and well-being space in shift working environments and I'm been communicating with doctors and professors now that want to strip shift working environments down and build them as shift working well, environments. When you see the correlation between, okay, oh. the increase in shift workers over say, I don't know, the last 30 to 50 years, yep. right? Uh, now, 10 years, yeah, 10 years. Yeah, now, like you said, we live in a world where everything is 24 seven, yep. right? It's always at our fingertips, the, the rise of the iPhone, all of that. Yep. So you see the correlation between the rise of shift work and the rise of poor mental health. Yes. 
they ha like they're directly correlated. Yeah, they are. So there needs to be some sort of middle path. I, I just feel like and health. Yeah, Everything. and health. Health full stop. Like yeah. metabolic syndrome. Breast cancer in women is now directly linked to shift work. Mm. It's, uh, it's the, so and a lot of female shift workers end up with breast cancer a lot. Yeah. Um, and I can tell you now the population of the world, and if you think about it. The population of the world today, but somewhere they estimate somewhere between 19 and 22 percent of shift workers. That's one in five, and in Asia alone, 1.4 billion shift workers. Not million, 1.4 billion shift workers in Asia, mm. um, and there is a direct correlation. But I will say this: the research is very young in this area. Yes. So the research is only probably 20 years to yeah. 30 years maximum. So we're still coming to terms with it. So that's why I'm absolutely on a massive rampage now mm. to get do podcasts like this to bring awareness to it. And I'm running health and wellbeing seminars in workplaces to bring awareness so that management and also staff can optimise what they're doing around their mm. shift work environment. I look at people's home lives, social lives, their work life, and help them to optimise that on a one-to-one -one basis. I love this. So... I want to ask a business-related question yes. now because I find this very interesting. Yeah. You said you're 59? I'm 50, I'll be 60 in July. 60 in July. And yep. you started your business when? When I was 56. Cool. So, me and Jen were talking about this Love before. This. Yeah. We get a lot of questions from specifically women in the yep. wanting to get into the industry, I yes. should say. I love health and fitness, I love nutrition, I want to start my own business, my own career, except I'm in my 40s. It's too Is late. it too late? Hell no. I started at 56 and I can tell you now, it's actually given me, I mean, Kate, you know me, yeah. it's given me such a zest for life, right? Um, if it wasn't for my business, because I'll be fair, just to, put the, uh, to be transparent, um, I've been diagnosed with PTSD, mm. depression and anxiety, but you would not know it. And the reason why you would not know that is because I'm so passionate about doing what I do. And I mean, Gemma, we've only just met, yeah. but I am very passionate about doing this. And at 40, like seriously, you've got 60 years to live. You haven't even got halfway through your life. Mm. Unless you are in your 70s, which you could still do it because you've still got 20 or 30 years of your life, go and do it. And if you are a shift worker listening to this, Help. I need help because there isn't enough of me going around yeah. and I want someone else in this space that can help me, um, you know, to, to come on board, to go back and study nutrition and do nutrition in this space and help me to apply it into the shift working environment so that while I'm hitting this part of the world, you're hitting that part of the world and we can really take over and do it because for God's sake, you know, like it's not too late. Find a niche, hit your niche and talk the language, mm. draw your avatar and hit your language of the people. Pa passion's everything, like your passion would have given was you. just about to say we that. We are one, yeah. we are one. But your passion is so clear, yes. I can feel it, right? Thank and you. I think that it's so important that if you ever feel like it's too late, it's never too late. You can no. always reinvent yourself, find yeah. something that you really love and then you'll never feel like you're gonna work a day in your life. Correct. And you can reinvent as I've said. Absolutely, I'm sitting here talking to you on this podcast. I'm, I am a male in a woman's space. I don't lose sight of that. <laughs> I don't lose sight of that. Like yeah. I'm the biggest girlfriend anyone's ever had, right? Because Facts. I'm so in touch with my feminine side, full stop. But, but I'm, you know, 
I'm humbled that I'm here doing this. I never lose sight of that. Mm. Um, I've got a radio gig with 3RW where I was approached by Radio 3RW in Melbourne to come in and talk to our night shift people. How cool is that? Congratulations, yeah, by thank the way. You. That's It's huge. amazing. But you've like, made those opportunities because yeah. you decided to do something new. And people look at me and they go, oh my God, this guy is so passionate about what he's doing. We've got to get him on to talk about this. And I was invited to do that. And I do that and I go up to do lectures for Queensland Police and do seminars for Queensland Police. And to go back to your question, Kate, at 56 I went back to study and when I was 57, 58 when I came out of that, could you imagine what it's like for a 58-year-old to start learning about Voxer, um, platforms, Instagram, <laughs> CapCut, um, TikTok? Yes, like, seriously. <laughs> and, and Melissa, my, my partner, Melissa, yeah. she looks at all my... She, do you ever stop? I don't know, have you ever read the book The Gap and the Gain? No. Amazing book, The Gap and the Gain. We look at where we're not at yet, right? It gives me goosebumps. But we look at where we're not at yet. We always look. Like, you girls are sitting here doing this today, but you've still got goals and dreams of where you want to get to. Do you ever stop and think about where you've come from? We literally were we saying spoke this about before. This this yeah. yeah, it's a great book, it's, The Gap and the Gun. It's only a small yeah. book, but it's, it's on audio. I Listen feel to it; like it's fantastic. Whenever you're in, whenever you start a business, and obviously, like being, I feel like you're somewhat of a high achiever yourself. Thank you. But yeah. being a high achiever and wanting more out of life and yep. doing things and yep. having this passion and yep. zest, you always kind of fall into that mindset of like, what's next? What's next? Yeah, yeah. Instead of being able to look back and be like, okay. Three years ago, I would you to be ever here. have thought that you'd be sitting in a podcast studio on a Friday afternoon at three o'clock recording? No, I used you to didn't. listen to Three AW, and now I'm on, I'm it. on it. Yeah, like, and you know, we've got plans to go on and do TV interviews and things like that as well. So that's really exciting. Do I have imposter syndrome? I don't care. Mm. I don't care because there's people that listen to me. Am I having trouble with engagement on Instagram? Yep, but so is everybody else. You know, but I'm still out there because yeah. the people that really want to learn are the ones that are following, engaging, doing, and they're, they're really doing it. Yeah. And I'm not going to struggle with it. I've just got a message to get out and I'll just keep going. And the only time that you're going to fail is if you actually stop. If you succumb stop to trying. your imposter syndrome, looking at your views, your engagement, it's like that stuff is going to kill your that business. You. Yeah. If yeah. you can stay in your passion, your purpose, your drive, your niche, it's like that is always going to yep. be successful, yeah. whatever that looks like for you. And I work on my own podcast. Yeah. And I've, I've now sort of branched a bit more spending time in my podcast and in SEO on my website as well. Mm. And I'm now being hit from everywhere. Like I've employed a copywriter to help me with that. Now, don't get me wrong here, but I didn't know what the hell to do. I had no idea where to start. And I would say to everybody, start. Just do it. Start. Because you don't know what you need. What Kate needs and what Gemma needs is different to what I need. And it isn't until I started that I realised what it was I needed. And you as well. It wasn't until you started. And we evolve. We start with one thing and then we go to another thing and then we go to another thing. And then we think, oh, this is it. I wish I'd known about this when I started. And in 12 months' time, totally we're off doing something 100%. totally different again. And it's that's so business. True. I think to summarise this, because we will yep. have to wrap up in a yep. second, but that is such an amazing topic and so inspirational. But if you're listening to this podcast right now and you want to start something, yep. the theme of this is just start. Yep. You've got nothing to lose. Yep. And you've and just got to put yourself old. out there. Never you're too never old. Never too old. No. If you want to reinvent the wheel... Fucking do it. Yeah. I totally agree. I'm nearly 60. I've got 50 years to go. I've only just gone over halfway. Like, yep. let's be serious. Like, people can look at you and go, oh, but you've, you know, 
You're 59. Please. Who cares? Give no. me a spell. It's you're just a, a number. Just get out there and yeah. have fun and do it. And just yeah. don't put on pressure Instagram on yourself. And TikTok and CapCut. Yeah, look at you go. You're, you're learning advanced. new things every day. Get it, King. I'm having a, I'm, I'm having a go. I'm, you are. I'm just in there having a go. I love it. Thank uh, you so much for having me. Thank, thank you. Where before we before we leave, yes. Where can people find you? How do they work with you? Are you doing upcoming seminars, workshops, yeah. one on one? Plug yourself. Okay, thank you. Um, people can find me on Instagram, which seems to be dead in the water at the moment anyway, but they can find me on Instagram at a underscore healthy underscore shift. Um, you can also go to my website, which is a healthy shift or one word dot com. I'm also on that stupid TikTok, which is a underscore healthy underscore shift as well. Um, and Facebook, a healthy shift. Uh, I'm People can go to my website. Everything's on the website there. I have the seminars, the information. If people look interested in having me come into their workplace, I'm all yours for two hours and I will run, I will improve productivity, reduce unplanned leave for you and I will also help boost morale in your shift working workplace. I coach shift workers one-to-one. -one. It's incredibly bespoke. I am not a macro coach. I'm not a person that says you need this protein, this carb, this fat. I help people with their food diaries, but it's more about food timing, taking the pressure off yourself, working around body image, which is a real problem for my female shift workers, and also um, disordered eating. Um, and um, yeah, and I've also, yeah, I've done a lot of mentoring by some really good people. Uh, and I get great feedback on my coaching because it's very bespoke and it's very one-on-one, -on -one, nothing cookie-cutter. Yeah. It's all on healthyshift.com. Amazing. We'll Thank leave you. all of your information Absolutely. in the show notes anyway. So if Amazing. you're interested in checking out Roger, definitely do so. Get around we, Roger, guys. Get around him, honestly. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Like, Roger, I've known you for years yeah. now and yeah. every time I see you, your passion yeah. speaks before you even open your mouth about Thank what you. it is that you do. Yeah, I so, I'm very And your energy. So we love you. Beautiful. And we love you too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on.